In the Word on the Go is brought to you by New Growth Press, the publisher helping every person grow closer to Christ. As a parent, I'm always looking for more ways to bring biblical counsel and help into my family. So we really love the beautifully illustrated Good News for Little Hearts series. I like how these books help even kids ages 3 to 8 learn to address common emotions and issues like anxiety, anger, failure, temptation, loss, all with the hope of Jesus. I hope you'll get some and see for yourself. Find your next read to encourage you in your faith and learn more about new releases at newgrowthpress.com. This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm your host, Champ Thornton. Whether you're listening by yourself or with the family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I get to welcome Dr. Dan DeWitt. Before joining the faculty of Cedarville University, Dan served both as lead pastor for a campus of Highview Baptist Church in Louisville, Kentucky, and also as dean of Boyce College, the undergraduate program for the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, also there in Louisville. He started and is the director of the Center for Biblical Apologetics and Public Christianity there at Cedarville. He's the author of several books for adults and for children, including a book for your kids called Why God, Big Answers and Why We Believe in Him, and one that my nine-year-old loves called The Friend Who Forgives. Dan and April have been married for 18 years and have four children. And Dan, I'm thrilled to have you on the podcast. Champ, it's great to be with you. Man, thanks for making the time. I'm looking forward to hearing what verse you have for us today. The verse that I have for today is a life verse. It's been a life verse for me for quite some time hmm. since I first became a Christian at the age of 15. And a couple of years after that, my parents separated and were divorced. And this verse has always been a formative, one of those kind of scripture passages you go back to over and over again. And the passage is, Ephesians 2.10, which says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I am so glad you chose this verse. I remember this verse jumping off the page at me when I was reading a sermon of Campbell Morgan's back mm -hmm. in seminary. He was a pastor, as you know, in England and also did some speaking here in the United States back in the early 20th century. And so I am really looking forward to hearing what you have to say about it. So well, let's just dive right in, Dan. What does this verse teach us about Christ? How does it point us to the Savior? Well, it points us to the Savior because we see that God has a wonderful plan for our lives that is so much better than anything we could come up with on our own, that he's the divine artist and he's making something great in our lives. And it's all through grace. It's not by our own human effort, but it's completely up to Jesus. So this verse is entirely about the love and grace of Christ for us. So when you say that this verse communicates that God's got a special plan for our lives, how is that different than, you know, the typical kind of Disney mantra that says you can do whatever you want to do. God's got an amazing plan for you. Just put your mind to it and you can do it. How is this verse different than those kind of sayings? You know, it, they sound similar on a surface level. But when you look under the hood, one of them says that you're a blank canvas and you could be whatever you want to be. And God's going to kind of help you fulfill your wildest and greatest dreams. Hmm. On the other hand, this verse is actually teaching us that it's the exact opposite. We are a blank canvas, 
but we're not the artists. So God's not saying I'm going to help you be everything you want to be, but rather I have an amazing plan that is so much better than anything you could come up with on your own. Hmm. Well, that is incredibly helpful. And it's encouraging because really, if it's up to me, I'm probably going to mess up my life. But I'm so glad that the Lord is in the driver's seat. Amen. So, Dan, what's the story with this verse? How did it become important to you? So this verse became important to me. Um, I've always loved art. And after I became a Christian, I really thought as, as a Christian, if I really loved Jesus, I would go into ministry and, and maybe go to the mission field or something like that. And the art had to be something I set aside. And so God really opened my eyes to see that he uses all of the gifts and talents he gives us. Hmm. And not only could I continue to do art, which I still do to this day, Hmm. um, but that God's actually an artist and he Hmm. wants to do something beautiful in my life. And so the point of any masterpiece, which is another way some translations translate the verse workmanship, the point of any masterpiece is to bring attention to the artist. And that's what Hmm. God wants to do in our lives. I love that. That is such a great word picture that the Lord is an artist painting a masterpiece in our lives and through our lives. So if we look at the artist for a minute, what does this verse teach us about God and what he's like? Well, this verse teaches us that God is gracious and kind. Hmm. You know, if if it weren't for grace, the whole story would have ended after Genesis 3. (laughs) So every page in the Bible after Genesis 3 is grace. Mm. And by the time we get to Ephesians, Paul shows us that we are dead in our sins, but God graciously offers us forgiveness in Christ. So this verse shows us the heart of God, and then God wants to actually allow us to experience the best of who he is and the best of who he's created us to be. And on our own, we're always going to be frustrated and dissatisfied. But in him, we could start to find the kind of fulfillment that comes from living out our design. Wow. That is grace. It's not deserved, but it is just so kind. What a gracious God. Mm. How has thinking about this verse and thinking about God's grace, not just in salvation, but in the trajectory and the path of our life, how has that affected you on a heart level? Well, I think I learned over and over again that no matter what happens in life, what others might do, what we might do. This verse reminds me that I'm not made right with God because of anything other than the perfect obedience of Jesus. Hmm. And so this verse reminds us we're not saved by good works, but also reminds us that we're saved for good works. That God actually has, before the creation of the world, prepared certain things for us to do that are custom made for who we are. And so even if I look at someone else and they seem to have more gifts than me and be better at something that I wish I could do, I have to realize God actually has something really unique, custom made just for me. And this verse again and again reminds me to be content in who God's made me to be. And then have this desire as I pray for my kids that they would become everything God wants them to be so they could do all that God has planned for them to do. That's great. I mentioned that sermon earlier by Campbell Morgan that I read. He makes the observation that in this verse, there are two things under construction. First of all, we are his workmanship and he prepares us for good works, but then he's also preparing the good works for us to do. And so God is working on both of those at the same time. And so let's makes me want to read it again. So this is Ephesians chapter two, verse 10. And I'm reading out of the Christian standard Bible. God's word says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. So Dan, as you've thought about this verse for years now, how have you helped other people think about this verse and apply it to their lives? Well, I often share this verse when I speak at youth camps. And I'll give the example of one time I built a UFO for a youth camp. It was a space theme and the strings broke on it. 
in the middle of the first worship service. <laughs> and it was dangling um, on the stage and the last string broke and it rolled across the stage and broke into a bunch of pieces. <laughs> and I, I like to share that illustration to say, you know, I didn't create that masterpiece, if you will, to be a pile of junk on, on the side of the stage. I created it to be on display. And in the same way, God wants to do something in our lives, not to exalt us, but so that when people look at our lives, it'll say something about him. Now, sometimes the strings break. And the good news is the gospel that saves us when we first become a Christian is the same gospel we come back to over and over again mm -hmm. to remind ourselves that by grace, God will make something beautiful in our lives. So, Dan, before we close today, what's a good question that families can discuss together about this verse when the podcast is over? I would say ask yourselves and ask your children. Um, so any young person listening to this, are you content to let God be the one who paints a masterpiece in your life? Or are you mm -hmm. kind of demanding you want the brush? You know, you know how it's going to look better. And what we have to do is constantly submit to who God is. The areas where we mess up, we have to ask him to forgive us. Hmm. The Bible says he's faithful and just to do that and ask him for strength to submit to his design. And what we'll find and discover in life is that is so much better than trying to demand that we have a better design than God does. That is a great question. So, Dan, it's been great having you on the podcast today. Thank you for making the time and for pointing us to Ephesians 2.10. Would you close our time by praying this verse for all of us? Absolutely. God, I, I pray that you would be with those families who are listening now. Any person who loves you and is listening to that, this and wants to live out your design for their lives, Lord, I pray that you would help them to become everything you've made them to be. And I pray that you'd help them to do all that you've made them to do. And I pray that you would do something beautiful in their lives. And I pray all, all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by New Growth Press, which aims to bring gospel-centered resources to every church and home. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.